Podcast Answer Man, episode number 320. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. This is David J. Solar from the Relationship Marketing and Sales Podcast. You're listening to the mentor and teacher of the top podcasters in iTunes, Cliff Ravenscraft, and he is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet taken my Podcasting A to Z course to get your first episode started. Ah, there's something we can all do to do, take everything we do in life to the next level. And that's what things are all about. This show is not just about the technology of podcasting, although we do occasionally cover it. But I really like the mindset of of why do we podcast and why do we do everything else in life? And of course, I, as an entrepreneur, like to bring my little bit of a business focus into uh, the, the discussion and topics that are covered here on a weekly basis. Hey, in this episode of Podcast Answer Man, I am going to be interviewing someone that um, I've known about for many years, but unfortunately have not kept up with as much as I would have liked. You know, there are so many different podcasts out there uh, that I've lost touch in so many ways with some of the early pioneers of podcasting that I used to listen to years and years ago. But today I'm going to be talking with Mark Pendleton of Radio Lingua. Uh, I remember him from back when I used to listen to Coffee Break Spanish, and I was listening to Coffee Break Spanish to brush up on my Spanish on my way to Los Cabos, Mexico. Anyway, we're going to learn how he has taken his passion for teaching people language and has now created a podcast network where he has delivered more than 130 million downloads. Wow. Anyway, we're going to learn all about that, and I know many of you are going to be interested in learning about his business model and what he's doing to make things work, and uh, we'll get to that in just a bit. Before I do that, I want to make a quick announcement that my next podcasting A to Z course, this is the very first time I'm announcing it. I'll have to even update the website before I actually put this episode of Podcast Answer Man online, but uh, podcasting A to Z, the next course is going to be in just a couple weeks. It's going to be on August 26th. It'll kick off on Monday, August 26th and go for four weeks. If you want details, go to podcastinga2z.com and I have a special discount if you sign up uh, at least one week before the course. So basically, if you sign up right now or anywhere one week before the course, you can use the promo code SAVE500. Again, that's save five zero zero and you will get five hundred dollars off the cost of the course so go ahead and sign up today at podcasting a to z.com and use the promo code save s-a-v-e five zero zero also to um, kick things off here i want to give you a personal plug of the week it's been at least two weeks since i've given one of these out and it's not for a shortage of great podcasts out there to plug 
And I can't believe that I haven't done this one until now. And it's my good friend, Jared Easley. Now, not only is he a good friend, but he's somebody who works with me here with gspn.tv and Podcast Answer Man and helps me do so many things such as plan meetups and and work on on conferences that we are potentially working on and so many other wonderful community efforts. Um, he, he makes my life easier. But uh, Jared Easley started out as a podcasting A to Z student, went through that and had a desire to create an entrepreneurial focused podcast on people who doing interviews on people who have quote unquote starved the doubts they they didn't let fear and doubts get in the way of making big decisions in life and you know that's a huge uh draw for me those are the kinds of uh the conversations i like to hear and not to mention the fact that he's got great folks that he's interviewing uh episode number 27 has been my favorite interview so far he's interviewed seth godin uh, so I would encourage you to check that one out. I see that uh, just recently, I think as early as today, he released an episode with Guy Kawasaki. So he's got some wonderful folks that he's talking to. And uh, I encourage you to check it out at starvethedoubts.com. Again, that's starvethedoubts.com. If you're looking for some inspirational conversations and uh, hearing interviews done in a unique way that you've probably not heard on any of those other entrepreneurial uh, interview-focused podcasts, uh, check it out, starvethedoubts.com. If you find out that you like the show, make sure you let him know that you heard about him from the Podcast Answer Man, and I encourage you to give him a five-star rating and review in iTunes also, because we all know that podcasters love that. All right, my friends, uh, I'm not going to put this off any further. Let's jump right into my interview here with Mark Pendleton. <laughs> Well, my friends, I am on the line with Mark right now from Scotland, and uh, Mark, I tell you, it is an honor to have you on the show. I, I I was telling folks at the beginning here that I first learned about you and heard your voice. It was gosh years ago. My wife and I were on vacation in Los Cabos, Mexico, and on the trip there, I had it was you know just after we had learned about podcasting and i'm like i wonder if there's a podcast out there that could help me brush up on my spanish and i found this uh podcast called coffee break spanish and your voice is one that once people hear it they'll never forget it and and i i just remember listening to i i'd say probably 20 or 30 episodes of that podcast back to back and i was able to uh to to use that to kind of re- remind me of a couple of things i learned in high school spanish and and it took it to a little bit of a deeper level and and stuff like that and so number 1 thank you for your help there pues me alegro mucho <laughs> estoy muy contento <laughs> really pleased that, that i was able to help you back then yes you um, were what I want to do, Mark, is I want to ask you if you could tell folks, uh, when did you first learn about podcasting? What was your first experience? How did you hear about podcasting and, and when was that? Okay, I'll give you a, a little bit of background. I was, uh, well, I, I started out as a, a teacher in secondary schools here in, in Scotland and I was running a project for uh, some a, a group of local authorities, basically 29 secondary schools in three local authorities. And we were trying to combine language learning with technology and really trying to motivate learners uh, to, to understand why it was important to learn languages. And we were trying to combine language learning with filmmaking and music making and photography and animation. And then I heard about this 
concept called podcasting, and it was really back in the, the very early days, probably 2005. Um, and at that point, I thought this is the, the perfect medium for, for language learning. It wasn't too bandwidth heavy. It didn't really at that stage involve video. So getting audio content up online and allowing the learners that I was working with directly uh, benefit from audio recordings seemed to be a, a great idea. So back then we were working with this community of learners across quite a wide geographical area, certainly in, in Scottish terms. Uh, there were rural schools in, in, out in the, the islands and in the, the, the sort of more rural parts of, of Argyll. And there were urban schools, but we wanted to combine all of these schools together into a virtual community. This was in the days, of course, before Facebook and, and other uh, social networks. So we did so using a combination of a, a, an online forum and a podcast, and we called it the PiCast. The project was called Pi, Partners in Excellence. And uh, through the PiCast, we delivered learning, but we also delivered a sense of community through uh, the, the audio recordings and there was a little bit of French, a little bit of German, a little bit of Spanish and some Gaelic as well in there. So that was back in 2005. Back in 2005. Real quick, what was the first one or two podcasts that you ever subscribed to and listened to? Oh, wow. Um, probably the Maccast, I think. Um, and uh, probably some language things. I can't quite remember. There wasn't a lot of language learning content out there at that point. Um, so I think it was probably Maccast and, and other technology-based uh, podcasts. And when you launched your first show, wh- which one of the, you said that you had the podcast, did you launch several of them with different languages all at once? No, we just stuck to, to the one uh, show. And in that show, we included little bits of, of the different languages. The idea was we were trying to, to motivate learners to understand the importance of learning different languages, not just the one that they were concentrating on. So we felt it was a good idea to include little bits of, of each of these languages in, in, in the show. But back then, we were hand coding the XML feeds. It was, there was nothing available for us to, to create a, an XML feed. So we really were hand coding everything. And that wasn't much fun. No, it, it, it's not a lot of fun to hand code those things at all, is it? Um, so you you started out. Now, was the podcast called the Piecast? Is that was that the name of the show, the first one that you created? Yeah, probably branding wise, not the <laughs> the best brand. Um, it, it meant something for the the students that were involved in the Pi project, but anyone else coming across it probably was looking for apple pies or or Scottish pies, <laughs> things <laughs> like that, rather than anything to do with language learning. We, we took podcasting on a stage with a, a new project that we called the Verbcast. Again, it doesn't sound as the most uh, interesting podcast, but again, for the learners, it was very, very useful. And, and we decided to combine this idea of podcasting and getting audio content to our learners with some relaxation techniques and meditation. So the idea was that we were going to be teaching French verbs through the, through the medium of uh, meditation and and relaxation music and whale song and everything in the background and in a sense not quite hypnotizing them into knowing their French verbs but trying to use these techniques to to allow them to learn in a different way and that was very successful we actually um, did some research at the time about the ways in which the the learners who were using this were improving in their their French grammar compared with learners that hadn't used the program. Um, so that was that was really interesting, and we were quite convinced about the the value of of podcasting and the value of getting audio content onto the learners the the, the learners' devices, um, the the devices that they take everywhere with them. And, and at this stage, I'm really talking about younger learners, children in, in secondary school. So 
um, a, a group of, of young people who, who did need that bit of extra motivation to, uh, to perhaps understand the need of learning another language, which is certainly an issue for us here in Scotland. So from what I'm hearing then is you started out this PyCast, which was, you know, an, an, an introduction on why it's valuable to learn all of these different languages, multiple languages, uh, seems to be very generally focused on language, you know, just learning languages in general. Um, how long was it before you launched the second show? Was the Verbcast the second show? And if so, how long was there in between the first launch and the second launch? Um, I think around about maybe six to eight months. Um, and yeah, the PyCast was the first podcast that we launched with with the Pi Project. And then uh, the Verbcast came later. And this was all predating Coffee Break Spanish and, and predating my step away from working for a local authority, working for the education department. Um, because that came in, well, it started in 2006 and, and developed from there. Um, so I can tell you a little bit about that as well, if you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, definitely get into that. Um, but I, the, there's something, there's an angle that I'm I'm working here, and I and I, and I don't know your story. I don't know this, so this is exciting for me to kind of uncover. But one of the things that I see is that you had this general language. So basically, you had a niche podcast, which was you know language. It, you know, so you chose that. Hey, today we're gonna in this podcast, we're gonna talk about the importance of learning. You know, languages. And, and what the value there is. But I noticed that your second podcast all of a sudden chose to niche even further, and now it's a French podcast, so it's one specific language. Was that would, Were there any kind of reasons that you made the intentional uh, jump to having a focus on just one language? Did you find that there were some people who were maybe interested in one language in particular, and they just found that the times that you talked about the other languages, it just didn't appeal to them. Did you get any feedback like that? Not exactly. It was really dictated by the the well the the, the languages that are studied in schools here in Scotland. Uh, the main language that most young people study is French. Well, the main second language is, is French, and thereafter probably Spanish, and equal with Spanish certainly at that time would be German. So we were really trying to to take what we had learned by doing the PyCast to a, a sort of second stage and develop something that was specifically for a, a certain group of learners. And we tried to aim for the, the largest group of learners that we would be able to access, that being the, the French group. But it was a community, a very much a, a, a direct community. We, we knew the people involved in this community. Yes, we released these publicly and they were available for everyone to download. But uh, the, the, the main target, if you like, the main focus of the, the podcasts were the young people that were working as part of this project. And if it was of benefit to a, a wider audience, then all, all well and good. But at that stage, probably that wasn't what was in my mind, certainly, as, as the teacher of these, these young people in, in those situations. Gotcha. So the, the podcast, is that something that continued on after the Verbcast started or did the, did the first initial podcast eventually uh, trail off at, as far as uh, created content? Uh, yeah, it kind of pod faded um, along with, uh, the, well, the, the Verbcast was a specific uh, group of lessons. There were 20, I think 20 or 25 programs of the Verbcast. Again, it was a kind of closed section, not something that started and, and was ongoing. And that was also linked to the fact that the, the funding for the project was on an annual basis and we weren't sure how long it was going to continue and, and the possibilities for continuing that after the project was, was ended were, were 
fairly few and far between. So we had to to manage things in such a way that we did the, did the the series in in groups of ten, fifteen, twenty lessons, and so on. Are either of those podcasts, the Verbcast or the Piecast, are either of those still online today and available for people to listen to? Yeah, the Verbcast is definitely still online. We've actually, we now host it because the local authority is no longer able to host that. So uh, under auspices of Radio Lingua, we now host the, the Verbcast. It's, it's out there. It's an archived piece of content available for anyone to download. And we still get um, comments on it and it's still seen as very favorably by, by French learners. Um, so the Verbcast is still, still around. I love that. Uh, there are, you know, Mark, there are two things that you've said uh, that, that I really want to pull out of, of the conversation that you've just shared with us. Number one, you, you use the word pod fade. And I can always tell when I'm talking to somebody who's been around since 2004, 2005, 2006, because we, I mean, we all understood real quickly where the word pod fade came from. I think it was Scott Johnson or somebody that actually coined the term. I remember the episode when it came out and he was complaining about people who kind of just threw in the towel and he's like, they pod faded. Um, So, so it's a fun, it's a a funny term. I personally, you know, I'm not a fan of the term pod fading because um, just because somebody ends and, you know, stops producing new content, uh, it's not always a bad thing. I, in fact, I I think that um, one of the things that I've come to Deci- one of the things I've decided myself is that I I look at brand new podcasts that I launch and I think, okay, is this something that I would want to do indefinitely? Like, for example, Podcast Answer Man. I, I, I don't ever see a, an end of Podcast Answer Man in, in my future, although that could be one day. I, I might decide to move on to something different. Uh, there are a couple other shows that I can see myself going indefinitely, but there are other shows that, you know, intentionally... I had the end in mind. So, for example, uh, the virtual assistant podcast. It's actually virtualassistantpodcast.com. There are 38 episodes that I recorded back in 2010, and I actually didn't even intend to do 38 episodes. I only intended to do three to six months, but my sponsor begged me for another three months worth of content, and so I ended up doing 38 episodes. And after the the sponsorship was up. Uh, they wanted to renew, and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of done talking about virtual assistants. I've shared everything I, I think that I want to share, what I want the world to know. My message to the world about why I think you should have a virtual assistant has been put out there. I've done my job. I'm moving on. And I don't consider that to be a pod fade at all. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the word pod fade in, in, in that way? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question, and, and it's funny. When you started talking about that, I immediately thought of the, the whole idea of, of evergreen content and uh, the, the main example that came to my mind from, from your catalogue was the Virtual Assistant Podcast because that's something I came to in probably 2011, 2012 and I listened to all the episodes but it was still perfectly valid to me at that stage even though it had been recorded uh, a couple of years earlier. And I think in terms of the, the PyCast in particular because that was very much focused on, on one particular community that was a, a, a real community, not a, a virtual community in a sense, um, that, that had seen, it, it, we, we had basically done what we needed to do with that particular project. And therefore, I think probably fading is, is an acceptable term in, 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 that, in that particular case. However, I do very much believe in the value of the idea of, of courses, of, of 
groups of content that have got perhaps 10 episodes, 20 episodes, 100 episodes, but these are not necessarily podcasts that continue every week, but that group of 10 lessons is actually of, of great interest to the person coming to it afresh and who will be able to benefit from that. We, we have a group of uh, podcasts which are called our One Minute Language Podcasts. And the idea of that, and, and, and I'm jumping the, the story a little here because these came long after Coffee Break Spanish and everything, but just to, to mention them at, at the moment, One Minute Languages are groups of 10 lessons and it's the basic 10 groups of phrases really that you need to learn in, in a particular language. So if you are heading off on a trip to Norway, then you can download the 10 episodes of One Minute Norwegian and learn those phrases that you need. And that's perfectly valid and it's as valid today as it is the four or five years ago when we recorded it. So while we're not revisiting that and going back to that and adding more, from the one point of view, from, from our side of things, it's, uh, it's dipping our toes in the water of, of possibly doing more Norwegian content. Um, and from the learner's perspective, it's, it's something that will always be of use, just those 10 short lessons. And we don't need to continue that necessarily. So I, I agree with you that, that pod fading is, is perhaps not exactly a, a helpful term in some ways. Um, but I hope yeah. that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, when I think of the word pod fading, if, if, if I were to, you know, if I were to accept it into my vocabulary, which I, I had back in 2006 and 2007 when it came out, I don't know that I've actually have used the word pod fading. It was, it, was in, it, it, it like stuck out as soon as you said that word. It's like, wow, that's a blast from the past. Um, but it's not a term that I would use normally. Although I, here's, if I were to define what I think pod fading is today, it's a, it's a podcast where somebody comes out of the gate and say, I'm super passionate about this. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll podcast about this every week or at least once a month from now until the day I die. And they get this, you know, six, seven, 13 episodes or whatever, and they just disappear. You know, there's no final episode that says I'm shutting things down and this is why. You know, somebody who just disappears into the ether and you never hear from, that's a pod fade. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But but I, I there's no way I could you know if you if you start out hey everybody welcome to the very first episode of the ten lessons on on Norwegian uh, phrases that you need to know uh, and then you know you get to the episode number ten well guys this is our final episode but we have the phrase that you we're gonna teach you how to ask where the bathroom is uh, <laughs> you know and and this is our final episode and if you want more content uh, you can find ten phrases in other languages on our site. You can find, if you want to learn more Norwegian, we have a full course on, Nor- you know, Coffee Break Nor- Norwegian, whatever. I mean, Absolutely. so, so you, I mean, there's, it, it's wrapped up, it's tied up at the end. Um, I just, I, I just want to put out into the community, that is not a pod fade at all. Uh, it, you, it's, it's an, it's a wrapping up. It's a, it's a finale, if you will. You know, if it's a season finale or a series finale, uh, definitely not a pad. It, it's not a canceled show. <laughs> indeed so i love that um the other thing that um that that i want to bring out of this and this is a conversation tell me if you've ever heard this argument before mark i've had a number of people who say gosh cliff you know what i think itunes is the worst thing ever because i search in there and and i see you know i've got you know 15 episodes in there and i'm searching for you know the keywords that would lead people to my show and there's like 18 other shows that are showing up before me and they haven't produced a podcast in eight years or five years or six years. And I'm like, you know, all these different shows, you know, and is, and they're still showing up 
uh, higher than I am in the search results. And I, I just think that iTunes is broken and they need to clear all of that stuff out. And I think that's horrible. <laughs> I, mean, I, I totally disagree with that. And the reason why, Mark, is is because I made I have I have no current plans to go wherever they speak Norwegian. But if I actually am invited to go to a place where all of a sudden it would be wise for me to know how to speak the most common ten phrases in Norwegian, I want to go find that content, and I'm exactly. glad that it's there. And yeah. I have a podcasting A to Z course that you know people pay up to, uh, up to two thousand dollars to take my course, and uh, I have an average of one to three hundred one hundred to three hundred people every single month who listen to all thirty eight episodes of the Virtual Assistant podcast. And at the end of that, you know, the last two or three episodes, I make it very clear that we're wrapping things up. If you want to continue to hear stuff that I have to share. I encourage you to check out my podcast, Answer Man Show. And I would say that almost four, three to four people a year end up taking my podcasting A to Z course. And their first introduction to me was the Virtual Assistant Podcast, which I have not produced an episode since December 2010. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we have similar scenarios where someone has, has come across us because they happen to be going to Norway or to, to Belgium or, or, or wherever they're going. They've come across uh, the, the, the basic podcast, the one-minute languages. They've then gone to the website and discovered, actually, we've got a huge back catalog of content for other languages and they may already have other language interests and they pick up Coffee Break Spanish or French or whatever. Um, and then they're a, a lifetime customer suddenly uh, because they've, they've found us through another podcast, which they've perhaps been looking for on iTunes or, or on the web. Awesome. Well, we, we got that out of the way. Okay, so here's the deal. We know that you were an educator, uh, employed. It sounds to me like it was kind of a government position in the education, secondary education field. You had the PyCast, then you went and had the, you had the VerbCast, what happens between that and let's just say coffee break Spanish? Get, can you can you fill in the gap there for me? Absolutely. The the, the funding, as I mentioned earlier, that the funding for the project that I was running, um, unfortunately, came to an end, and I was as as all government employees or, or uh, teaching employees are, are would be doing. I was moved into another area, and it wasn't so much focused on language, and language is very much my my passion. So at that stage, I thought, well, I, I still want to do something that will keep my hand in and teaching languages and keep me thinking about how best I can teach a particular language. And it so happened that a, a family friend's daughter was wanting to learn some Spanish. And I thought, well, maybe this is an opportunity. Let's record some Spanish lessons. And uh, Cara, the, the friend's daughter, was going to be the learner on these lessons. And I would be the teacher. And again, we would put them out there to see if anybody was interested. And I was doing this basically in the evenings while I was still doing my, my other job full time. And suddenly that picked up and, and we were getting hundreds, then thousands, then tens of thousands of downloads of the, the lessons that we were putting out. We, I think we, we got in at a very good time because at that stage there were really no other gradual beginner Spanish uh, lessons on, on iTunes. And so if anyone was searching for learn Spanish or basic Spanish or, or, or something like that, then they were coming across Coffee Break Spanish. And we tried to take full benefit from that and, and tried to, to develop the amount of, of material that was available for Coffee Break Spanish. And at this stage, it was all 
completely free. All everything was was freely downloadable from uh, the website or from from iTunes, uh, and people seemed to be really enjoying the lessons. the The fact that there was this Scottish guy teaching Spanish, um, I think, confused some listeners. Um, <laughs> but my my Spanish is very much Spain Spanish. I I've lived and worked and and taught in Spain, so. Um, I, I've got a, a Spain-Spanish accent, and again, I think that perhaps confused some of our listeners from your part of the world. But nonetheless, people seem to enjoy it. People seem to like the the, the kind of slightly quirky aspect of it being a Scottish presenter, and and it took off, and and we're now many millions of downloads later, uh, still fortunately at the the top of the the iTunes education chart. So really pleased about that. I actually check this morning and we are number one in the states just above grammar girl at the moment so um, <laughs> I, I always like to have this ongoing um friendly rivalry with mignon um and that that's good that is a so so here's the here's what i'm hearing and 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 i want to make sure that i'm hearing this correctly so coffee break spanish is literally your third episode or third podcast i should say is that correct my third podcast in, in my life as it were it's the yeah. the first podcast of, of radio lingua yes okay so so it, um so basically we have coffee break spanish and now the thing i'm hearing is that the funding was no longer there for the original podcasts um and how much time was there between let's just say the end of the verbcast and the podcast uh or whichever one ended last i would imagine it was the verbcast uh, but how much time between when the funding ran out uh, to when you actually started uh, Coffee Break Spanish with Katia? Um, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. Just to, to be clear, the funding that we were receiving from uh, the Scottish government was for the overall project. And it wasn't right. just for the podcast. Absolutely. So the podcast was one aspect of that. Um, and it was it was it was very cheap. It didn't really involve the, uh, a huge amount of the funding. The funding was uh, being spent on, on on other aspects of the the project, supporting schools. So it was more the, the my ability to work on a project like that in during my day job. Yeah. Um, so I was working on the the podcast as part of of a number of other things. Um, the probably we finished the verbcast uh, in. 2006, maybe March, April 2006. And by that stage, it was coming to the end of the project. So I was looking in my head for something else to, to be doing podcast and language wise, even though my day job was taking me away from, from languages. Um, so I bought myself a, a, some, some equipment, some fairly basic equipment at the time. And in October 2006, we launched um, Coffee Break Spanish. Okay, so what uh, I'm hearing here is that um, you had the luxury of, you know, basically being able to create the first two shows that you did uh, while being on the clock, quote-unquote, being paid, which is kind of cool. But then what I'm hearing from this story is that um, when when that no longer was necessary or, or could be a part of your day job, you still had this passion for using podcasting to share your love of language. And, and so what I'm hearing also is that you said, or, it, or what I'm hearing is that in your spare time, you know, when you're not at work, not being paid, you decided to launch Coffee Break Spanish out of a, a labor of love, if you will. And uh, it sounded to me like there maybe was not the intention of, hey, I wonder if this could become something that, that I get paid for. But instead, it was more of, I wonder if people would be interested and I would still love to share in this way and teach in this way because I feel led to do so. Am I reading into that correctly? Absolutely correct. Yeah. 
the Coffee Break Spanish did come from very much a, a desire to share my love of language learning uh, with a wider audience. Um, at that stage, I had no idea even that it would be possible to, to monetize it and to, uh, to basically be living off it and give up the day job, as it were. Um, so that was, yeah, that, that was very much, I love learning Spanish. I love teaching Spanish. Um, maybe some other people would like to learn with my methods. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I was I was there right when you first launched it. I, I think I came along uh, right as the you know second or third episode was out, and it just happened to be at the perfect time when I was getting ready to you know go to Los Cabos, Mexico. And I remember listening to it, and and I I liked it because I liked your accident, and I I liked that I came in on the ground floor. I was learning the basics, and I enjoyed the format of the show. And I do recall. As you know, as you started to monetize, and, and and from what I remember, and this was years ago. I mean, we're going all the way back to, you know, 2006, early 2007. Uh, but from what I recall, is I remember right around, if, if I had to guess, maybe it's episode nine, maybe it's episode fifteen. All of a sudden, there were paid resources. You could, you know, the the episode was available for free, but you could down, you know, if you wanted to, for a very inexpensive cost. You could have supporting materials in a PDF document. Do I recall that correctly? Yeah, that's ex- exactly right. We began to make some. Basically, at the at the start, we 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 only spoke. We we never spelled anything in in the podcast. Um, so we we taught the pronunciation. We uh, we well, I taught the pronunciation. Kara tried out the pronunciation, and the learners learned with the with the listeners learned with with Kara. Um, and at that stage, we were not really spelling things. We weren't giving any additional uh, materials. And I think early on, I thought, well, maybe, maybe we could try this and put something out there. And uh, there were probably a few other people doing similar things at the time. I think I'm right in saying that uh, Ben and Marina from Notes in Spanish were probably doing something similar. Um, and probably Chinese Pod and, and those kind of uh, podcasts were probably doing something similar as well with PDF guides. Uh, I can't really remember the details at the time, but we we made the the lesson guide available. I think for a pound or a dollar. I can't quite remember. That's about and, what I remember. Yeah, and and people started to buy them, and that was a complete shock. <laughs> I had no idea that people would be be willing to part with their money. Um, but I think it was the fact that the the resources were being made. And they were very much in line with what people were hearing and people seemed to be enjoying what they were hearing. So therefore, the, the additional uh, materials that, that were supplementing that uh, were, were proving to be popular even in, in the early days. You know, and, and, I, and I would also say, and, and, you know, looking back at things in hindsight, there, there were a number of people who probably purchased those materials just out of reciprocity. It's like, wow, I'm gaining so much value and, you know, I'm really, I'm picking up some great things here. I I could I, I can see where I definitely could benefit from these you know additional documents, but more than anything, I just want to thank these people for putting this together. And gosh, how could I not give them a dollar? You know, each time they put one of these things out, you know, sign me up. Let me send you some money because you guys are doing an awesome job, and I just want to support you. I, I would imagine you probably got a little bit of feedback like that. I, I don't know this for a fact, so I'm putting myself out there. But did you ever get anybody that just just said, "Hey, I just I just want to support you." Yeah, we, we definitely did, and, and we've had that um, on an ongoing basis since then. Um, in the early days, we actually had a kind of donate button, buy us a coffee um, on the on the website. If you've enjoyed your coffee break, why don't you 
buy us a coffee or something like that. I can't, again, it seems so long ago, I can't remember yeah. the wording. Um, but yeah, it was very much that, that I think some people were feeling, well, you know, we're getting all this, all this content for free and then why not give back to the, the, the producers in some way. And we, I've, I've always tried to be very honest with, with our listeners. Um, we are, we are still not a huge business at that time. We were absolutely not a huge business. We were just doing this in our own time and we wanted to really share the, the, the enthusiasm for Spanish with, with a wider group of, of people. So that's exactly what we did. So the PDF documents, I'm, I'm interested in hearing back in those days, how did you end up getting money and delivering? Did you use a shopping cart solution? Was it more manual than that? Um, to, just an overview of how you sold those and received money and delivered the, the, the goods. In the very early days, we were using um, a combination of e-junkie and payloads to systems where simply you pay the money through PayPal or something and and you can get the access to the download. And because we weren't really delivering anything huge uh, and it was just a, a, a you know, two or 300k uh, PDF document, then that was that was fairly straightforward. And at that time also we were talking about individual documents and individual uh, lesson notes rather than groups of lessons, which we, we then moved on to. Uh, it's now no longer possible to buy an, one lesson. We, we've bundled that together into larger courses. But back then, it was it was payloads and, and de-junkie, I think. You know, um, and even buy now buttons, you know, PayPal buy now buttons, I think, it, uh, sometimes as well. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still using e-junkie and uh, a combination of PayPal and PayPal Website Payments Pro that allows me to do direct Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. So it's not it's not a whole lot has changed since then. No, uh, we, we still use we still use PayPal also. Um, we've recently introduced WorldPay as a, a as a perhaps in in some customers' eyes a more re- robust payment system. Um, but certainly we, we seem to sometimes have problems with uh, US customers using PayPal for a Scottish company. There, there seem to be security issues sometimes, but they, they've got no problems now using WorldPay. Uh, to use their credit cards or debit cards using WorldPay. So, uh, one more question about this early monetization. So, you you said that you know, hey, I you know, we'll put this out there, we'll see what happens, make it available for a dollar, and then you were blown away that yeah, people were paying. Um, just an idea. Let's just say maybe a month or two after you started to make these available, uh, people are now familiar with it. Um, about how many of these PDFs were you selling? Um, I, I don't honestly know. Um, it, we were probably selling, I, 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 I would be guessing uh, maybe a few hundred per episode or something like that. I, I'm, I'm completely guessing here because yeah. we, we changed the model quite quickly into, uh, uh, in fact, at that stage, we changed it into, a uh, a monthly membership. Um, and we decided to sell a monthly membership, a, a kind of basic monthly membership which was just the the pdf lessons and then a bonus monthly membership which gave them uh basically an enhanced version of the audio file with with synchronized flashcards that allowed them to see the words on the screen of their their ipod um so we were offering additional materials uh rather than just the 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 pdf guide yeah that 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 sounds about what i would have expected a couple hundred uh, dollars per episode coming in or pounds would, you know, at the time, 
but yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, and and it sounds to me like you made the transition to the monthly membership. The monthly membership. How much were you charging back then when you first started that? Seven ninety nine UK sterling for the PDF guides only. I think which worked out at four well four or five lessons worth. Uh, per per month, I think I'm, I'm, it's so long ago, and things have changed so much since then. It's yeah. it's difficult to remember. Um, and then the more expensive one was about twenty pounds, I think, um, and that gave more access to to more materials. What we did realize quite quickly, though, was that the the membership wasn't quite right for us because first of all, it meant that we absolutely needed to keep this um, weekly publishing schedule up. And it also meant that the way it was running at the time, people who were coming to it when we had just published Lesson 15 were getting access to 15 lessons worth in their their first month and then could easily uh, stop the payment for the second month and walk away with materials that were worth much more than uh, just their one-month payment. So at that stage, and I'm talking probably about a year into Coffee Break Spanish, we decided to go with a... Uh, a season pass idea so you would come to it and whatever stage you were at you would buy a season pass and that would give you access to say lessons 1 to 40 and you would get them at whatever stage they're at the, they're at in the publishing schedule and you would continue to get them until the end of the season um, and you've got one one price for that depending on what level you come in at again we had different tiers uh, but it, it was much simpler and it also allowed us to to manage the production schedule more, more easily too. Interesting. So so very cool. And th- by the way, Mark, thank you for sharing this. This is this is what I, I know a lot of my community, at least my target audience that I'm looking at, you know, these are the things that I, I know that they find extremely interesting to hear about the, you know, the, the economic model of how you can do some unique things through your podcasting efforts. So, okay, let's, let's t- take away from the, well, we're going to, obviously you you found a way that yes, some money can be generated from this, but man, when did, how did you come to the place where you ended up leaving the, you know, the, the teaching job and transitioning over to building something like Radio Lingua, and and is that your did that become your full time career? And if so, how? Okay, um, well, as as I was working on on my day job and and doing this in the evenings, um, I, I was thoroughly thoroughly enjoying doing the the podcasting side of things. Um, but equally, I had a family to support and. Uh, uh, a job that I really enjoyed, a very challenging job that, that I really enjoyed during the day. Um, we saw quickly that the, the Spanish was catching on. And while we didn't quite have the, the, the p- potential or the, the capacity to introduce other languages at that stage, we did try a, a sort of limited uh, session on, on Italian and German. Uh, my wife is a, a French and German teacher, and so she did the German one. And I also speak Italian, so uh, I did the Italian one. And we released these, my daily phrase Italian, my daily phrase German. Uh, we released these probably about maybe six to eight months into that first year. Um, and these, again, proved to be really quite popular. Although at the time, again, people were saying, why can't we have a coffee break German, a coffee break Italian? Mm-hmm. And in some ways, they're still saying that, although we've, we've definitely answered the German question this year. Um, the, the, the format was slightly different. It was a hundred lessons. Um, and again, it's back to this idea of we never intended to do any more than 100. 
it was a, a group of 100 lessons, each of lasting maybe four minutes, and it was a daily phrase. So you got a one phrase each day of the week, and it lasted 20 weeks. And if you concluded, if you if you finished the whole course, then you had a, a reasonable level of, of Italian or German to, to go traveling in Italy or a, a German-speaking country. So by that stage, uh, I had actually, I think I went what we call point eight. So four days out of five, I was working on my on my day job and I took uh, one day to, to work on, on what had then become Radio Lingua. We wanted a, a kind of umbrella company to, to manage Coffee Break French and, uh, sorry, Coffee Break Spanish and these other shows at the time. And then within maybe another six months, I went down to point five. So I was working two and a half days a week for the education authority and two and a half days on, on my own projects. Um, I was also combining that with some speaking and some uh, training and doing some consultancy work. Uh, and so I was able to, to balance up the, the, the amount of time I was spending on each aspect of, of my work. And then in 2008, uh, the summer of 2008, by which time we'd launched Coffee Break French as a, as a really big new project in, in October 2007, so a year after Coffee Break Spanish, um, we... I, I went full time. I, I, I gave up my day job and, and went full time to to run Radio Lingua and to continue continue the development of, of other courses. You know, I'm I'm listening to this, Mark, and 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 I know you probably know this, but I, I did not know any of this about your story, and and it's so exciting. I, I I know that we ran into each other New Media Expo and 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 stuff like that, and we talked and. And I was blown away that you listened to Podcast Answer Man. And it's like, yeah, I listen. Like, because the thing is, I remember you so clearly from Coffee Break Spanish. And that's all I ever knew of Mark Pendleton and, until, you know, until Karen Hogue brought you in on, uh, you know, the international panel in New York City the first time I was putting to the, the podcast track together. Um, yeah. And, and I see Karen in the chat room. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Karen. <laughs> so, but the, uh, so the thing is, is this blows me away. I mean, this sounds so familiar to me because the, I, I think the big difference for the, that I see is that, you know, you did slowly transition into the full time. You, you, you did half time. Uh, you know, you took your days of the week down and cut it in half so that you could do half of building this business. I did not have that opportunity. I, I wanted that opportunity. I asked for that opportunity. I worked for my my father in a family run insurance agency, and and when I came to him with the idea of you know hey how about I work here for three days a week and I build my business the rest of the days a week, and he told me listen because you can't serve two masters. You either go for that or you go here. <laughs> Where's your yeah. heart? And he said he's it basically pushed me out of the nest and said now fly, and uh, I hit the ground and flapped my wings for a year and. <laughs> And uh, thank thank the Lord I made it. So so you you obviously had a better transition uh, than I did, but um, how was it when when you went full time when you actually cut ties and and stuff like that? Was it uh, obviously was this the first time you'd ever ran your own business? And uh, what was the what was your mindset mentally at the time? How 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 nervous were you? Um, I, I think having having taken it quite gradually and having very understanding colleagues at, at the, the local authority who, who understood my, my passion for doing this, but equally appreciated in a sense that I was still being involved in education. I was still, in, in, in a sense, the materials that I was creating through my, my new role were being used in some of the schools that, that I had previously been working with. So perhaps in my mind that helped the, the transition also and in their minds too, perhaps. I, I don't know. We've not really spoken about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
going off and and doing your own thing and and uh, taking that huge step, especially with the house, with the family, and and and, and so on, um, it is a massive step, and and it was quite scary, but. Um, my wife was very involved in it at that stage and she's still very involved in it t- today. So um, she has been hugely supportive and, and uh, pretty much is, the, is, is the, the background for every decision I make. It's always run past her. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was scary, but, but I'm, I'm pleased I did it. I, I love doing what I do now and um, yeah, <laughs> and and so and financially, it, it it's it's been able to to support the family. Is 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 that what I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. We've 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 managed, um, and again, doing some some consultancy work and and some speaking and and so on, um, that helps also. But yeah, things things are going well. That's excellent. I want to ask a completely selfish question because and and I had just alluded to it a moment ago, and and again, you know, I I look. I looked up to you in the early days because, you know, I was, you know, I was just a hobbyist playing around. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing you building a business and, and starting to generate income. And I'm still playing around with this, just having fun. Um, and, and, and in my mind, you stood out, you know, with Coffee Break Spanish and what you were doing. It seemed so clear. It seemed so professional and stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I kind of, after I, you know, no longer had a, in my mind, a need to, to continue learning and stuff like that. I didn't, I got, I was at the place where I was like, you know, I'm not really looking to learn a second language at this time. Uh, so I lost connection or following your journey, your story into podcasting for many years. And then to, to, you know, to find out at New Media Expo that you listened to Podcast Answer Man and you, and I think you said the words and I never miss an episode. It's like, Really, it just blew me away, and 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 stuff like that. I'd love to know. I mean, I don't, I don't believe I ever reached out to you when I first found you, and I found Coffee Break Spanish. So I'm interested in in understanding when did you find me? When did you start listening to Podcast Answer Man? And and what was it that you found appealing? Being that you already had a successful podcast. Okay, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure when I when I found you. Probably. Um, three, four years ago, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I always like to listen to material about what I'm involved in. And for a long, long time, there was very little material out there about podcasting, about building your own business, about, um, developing content and, and, and so on. And, uh, when I remember when when I did find you, I was I was delighted that I found not only something in in that vein, but something that that really did answer all the questions that I had uh, on on a regular basis. And the ability to tune into that every week is is yeah, I, I do listen to every episode that you produce so much so that sometimes I'm listening to it and my children will will come in and they'll they'll say, podcast answer we're on episode three hundred. <laughs> Five, and they think this is hilarious because here in, in Scotland we say three hundred and five, um, and so they, they always think this is hilarious when when they hear your voice and do quite a good uh, a good um, impersonation of it now too. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very important to have material to to listen to to inspire you to to keep you fresh in in, in terms of what's out there, what's happening in, in in the world that you're involved in. So while I listen to you, I listen to. 
uh, other lots and lots of the business podcasts that, that we all are familiar with. Um, Jason and, and, and Jeremy, I've been listening to for years too. Yeah. Um, and I also listen to a lot of, of language-based podcasts also, whether it's other language courses or uh, podcasts and, and other information blogs and so on about, about language. That's awesome. Well, it, it, I'm, I'm delighted. And I, like I said, I, I found it was quite humbling. And I was very honored to hear that you listened to the show. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, you, I say this all the time. You know, I, I, I always tell people I, I get a little upset when I hear people say, you know, I've been podcasting for so many months and I only have a couple hundred people who subscribe to my show. And I, that really boils my blood. And I get so upset because I don't think people understand just how valuable it is to have even a hundred people who have any, who have a concern for anything that you have to say. I, I think just how powerful it is to have 100 people's ears. And then, you know, you think that you've got thousands and thousands of people who subscribe to your show and it's, it's, you just never know who's listening. And it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I, Mark Pendleton, coffee break Spanish guy. <laughs> So yeah, it was awesome. All right, so wrapping things up here within the next couple minutes, um, where is you know obviously Coffee Break Spanish led to multiple things that you've already alluded to, uh, but today it, it, everything's under the umbrella of Radio Lingua. Uh, for po- folks out there who are very much into learning languages and stuff like that, please take a few moments and tell us about Radio Lingua and what it is that you have to offer and, and explain it to folks where they can find it. Okay. Um, first of all, you, you mentioned folks who might be interested in, in learning languages. I would say that everyone should be interested in learning languages. It's a very useful skill to have and you never know when it could come in useful. So yeah, radiolingua.com. That's radio, L-I-N-G-U-A.com is where you can find our library of, of language courses. And we really do have... Something for everyone. We we fill all your language learning needs from A to Z, Z if you like, if you're viewing on, on your side of the, the, the pond. Um, we have courses from in, in Arabic to Zulu and we have, I think, over 27 languages, 27 languages currently, over 43 different shows. Some of these are ongoing, like the, the Coffee Break French, Coffee Break Spanish ones. Others are, are groups of 10 lessons or 20 lessons and, uh, and so on, as I've explained already. And no matter what stage you're at, and, and particularly in the, the big languages for us, like French, Spanish, German, there's, there's something for everyone, everyone. So if you're coming in as a complete beginner, then we can take you from the very early stages of the language, really working in pronunciation, understanding, helping you to understand how the language works. We, we absolutely don't teach you a series of phrases. To me, there's very little point in just learning a series of phrases without understanding why these phrases mean what they mean and how you can then manipulate the language yourself to say what you want to say rather than saying what the particular course wants you to say. Because I think that's, that's really important to learn to express yourself and to, to create the language and to manipulate the language yourself. We, as you said earlier, we, we've, we, we are very conscious that every time we sit in front of a microphone, we are talking to, with, with Coffee Break French and Coffee Break Spanish, somewhere around the, the, the 50,000 to 80,000 listeners uh, to each and every episode, which just blows me away every time I, I, I consider it. And for that reason, we, we are very, very proud of our community and we're very um, caring of our community. We try to be as caring as possible. And we, we try to produce as much content as we possibly can. We're still very small, but we have a number of part-time employees who look at different aspects of the, 
the course and for every one of the courses we've got our, our course authors, our native speakers and uh, indeed in, in many cases the learner who is the, the recorded learner who works along with the teachers on, on the audio courses and the video courses to, to learn from there. We have also spent some time looking at the potential for other areas and other um, income field, income streams. Um, and we've released all of the, the two main levels of Coffee Breaks, French and Spanish, on uh, Kindle. So we have Kindle versions in groups of five lessons for the, the full course. And we've also started the process of doing this for iBooks too. And, and this is something I think is, is an absolute no-brainer for podcasters. Do have a look at iBooks and iBooks Author because it's a fantastic tool to create iBooks from your podcasts um, and release these to a, a completely new market as well. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's a brilliant idea. And, and the entry level to, or the, what it costs to get in there is nothing anymore. I mean, it literally iBooks author is free, a free application. And I, I pretty much, you just go in there and once you've created it, you just create an account as, is it a developer account that you get? You, you need a uh, bookstore account, so an iBookstore account, which is a, similar to the developer account. But you, if you're already a developer, you need a separate account in, in order to uh, go through the iBookstore. So yeah, and, it's definitely worth doing. And you've, you've already been doing that and already seeing some significant success there, I understand, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we've actually been working this summer on, on well, redeveloping all of the back catalog for Coffee Break Spanish. And that started to go out into the store. Um, and we are working, uh, well, we, we released Coffee Break German in January of this year. And as we go along, we're, uh, we're producing the iBooks versions of that too. And it just it creates a new way of, of accessing the content for the, the learners who have access to iPads. And likewise with the, the Kindle content, uh, that's, it's to, to complement the, the content that's out there uh, in the public domain. Excellent. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today in this episode of Podcast Answer Man. It's been a true delight and honor. And uh, I encourage everybody to go check out radiolingua.com. Is there anything else you want to plug before we uh, wrap things up? Um, maybe two things. One thing to, to mention that if you have children, if anyone has children who are interested in learning another language, um, stay tuned because we've got something really, really exciting coming out in the next two months that we've been very busy filming and recording uh, over the past six months here in, in Scotland and in France. So that's a, a new course for kids. And also just to thank you, Cliff, for, for everything that you do for podcasters and the, the enthusiasm that you bring to this show. And I will continue to listen every week on my, my, my regular walks when I take you out to the, the, the Scottish beaches and, and wander along the, the seafront in, in my hometown and listen to Podcast Answer Man. That's awesome. And hey, man, as, as soon as I can make it across the pond and... Uh, and visit Scotland. Maybe I can come walk alongside you and you can take me on a tour of Scotland. Sounds good. All right. Mark, thank you so much for coming on to Podcast Answer Man. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Cool. Muchas gracias. Merci beaucoup. Vielen Dank. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast Answer Man. Wow. I am so glad that I had the opportunity to uh, bring Mark into this show to, uh, to share a story. I had no idea. I had no idea how much of his story 
mirrored my own story about you know having the full-time job falling in love with podcasting starting without any desire to leave your career or make money but uh just for the love of teaching and sharing and creating community all of those things that he talked about i just absolutely love that of course not to mention the fact that uh you know the support of his spouse in the whole process and involving her very much like what stephanie has done with me since the very beginning so wow i i I feel so much more connected to mark and his story and i hope that you were inspired by this episode just a quick reminder our next podcasting a to z course is coming up again on august 26th monday august 26th and it will be a four-week course if you have not yet checked out podcasting a to z Dot com. I encourage you to do it right away. Again, that's podcastinga2z.com. And again, if you sign up with at least one week before the class starts, you can use promo code SAVE500. SAVE500. You'll get $500 off the cost of the course. And then finally, my friends, I need to say thank you to those of you who have been using my Bluehost affiliate link to sign up for your Bluehost hosting accounts. If you want to find out my full thoughts on hosting both media files and your website hosting for your podcast show notes and everything head over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting but i want to say thank you to livingfreedomnow.com again that's livingfreedomnow.com bibleeveryday.org bibleeveryday.org and safe roads productions Dot com safe roads productions.com thank you guys for using my affiliate link when you signed up for your blue host hosting account i do get a very generous commission when folks do that and i certainly appreciate it well my friends that's going to wrap it up next week i do have like i said in previous episodes i have another interview coming up for you next week and uh i think maybe even one after that but uh I really, I'm really enjoying these conversations. Hope that you are as well. If you want to leave me feedback, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash 320. That's podcastanswerman.com slash 320. And you can leave us comment on this episode. Alrighty, that's it. Have a great day, everybody. Podcast. It's a man.